This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Trader, trade, trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. G'day and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today I've got Alex Saunders from Nuggets News. Many of you will have heard of Nugget on my show before, as well as on his various different channels and whatnot. Thanks for being on, mate. No worries. How are you today, Craig? I'm very, very well. And the reason I am very, very well is that we have had a very strong trend reversal. We look a lot more bullish now. As in fact, I've actually gone on the record as saying that I am now officially bullish, which has caused a gazillion different comments and reactions from people. But bottom line is I am. What about you? It's funny, actually. I'm I'm a bit of a permeable in terms of long, long term. I've always thought that we're going to go higher. But Everyone's been talking about that one more leg lower and 5,000 and 3,000. It's funny how quickly everyone changes their mind, but we're probably going to talk today about a few of those little clues about why, why that may actually be the case. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, look, there, there's been the thing is, you know, for me, I, I look at charts. I've been doing this for 12 years. So I'm very clear on what I'm looking for. That's why I can so clearly come out and say I am officially bullish because it's not, there's no gray area for me. It's, it's when there's a higher, low, and higher, higher, we have an uptrend. We finally have that. Therefore, I'm bullish. Now, the thing is, is that if that trend turns around and, uh, and we set it, we turn into a downtrend in a month's time, I'll have all sorts of people throwing all sorts of crap at me, which I'm cool with that. I don't really mind because it doesn't change anything that I do do the interesting thing is how people as you say change their views so quickly and it's i think majorly because people don't really have that understanding for what they're looking for for me it's chart patterns what what are the sort of sorts of things that you're looking for mate oh i love sentiments i love to sort of scan through reddit facebook and all these different social media groups and see what people are saying or how they're reacting to the news because we've had numerous good articles and again it comes down to if you really understand it so some of these news articles you actually have to read the article rather than just the headline and you go wow this is this is really good what's happening behind the scenes whereas some people are just looking for that next you know bitcoin going to a million dollars video or which coins will make you rich and and that's not the sort of thing that is going to turn markets around in the long term yeah, so it, it, I think it's quite interesting because we we both. I'm a big fan of sentiment too, but I think we find it in different in different areas. For example, for me, I'll I'll often do what I call a sentiment scan. I'm, I do a top 100 scan against the dollar and Bitcoin every morning for my members, and basically the, a lot of the a lot of the pairs against the dollar we, we just can't trade. The, the the tools aren't there for us to trade those. And people say, well, why do you bother looking at them? And there's two reasons. One is it's for educational purposes. The more charts you look at, the more we talk about what's good and what's bad, what's right and what's wrong, and the different things we see, the more people get up to speed. But it's also to get a sentiment scan. When I say sentiment, I'm looking at the charts. I'm sort of seeing, is is it just a couple of projects? Because usually you'll see one or two projects, it'll be up 10%, 15%, 20%, whatever, right, in that, in that 100. Or is it the entire market against the dollar all up? So I'm a big fan of sentiment as well. It's funny how we find sentiment for both yourself and me, both in different ways. 
Yeah, and it's interesting with the altcoins. We were sort of speaking about those in terms of that was maybe one of those clues where we thought that, hey, some of these are very good value now. That can be the first clue that Bitcoin's going to bottom. And today we've seen Bitcoin jump 10% and outperform nearly just about every altcoin in the top 100. And it's very interesting to see that as well. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I mean, I haven't seen Bitcoin dominate across the top 10 or the top 100 for a very, very long time. And that has presented a lot of trading opportunities against Bitcoin because it's been sort of flat to down. Now, we see we, we have seen in the past that when Bitcoin gets its motor running, the rest of the market lifts with it. Of course, you get downtrends against Bitcoin. If, if the alt market doesn't run as hard as Bitcoin, then obviously there'll be downtrends against Bitcoin, but there'll still be uptrends against the dollar. Do you, do you think anything shifted in the last 12 months from you know, when Bitcoin runs alts to dry up, or, or do you think we're in a similar sort of pattern? I think it's going to push everything up. We always look for the good projects to outperform. So if the little altcoins are not really having any news announcements, it's not getting that constant sort of upwards pressure on the price. It's just the sort of the Bitcoin pairings and, you know, the general sentiment and those other things that are pushing the price up. But we think that people are going to start to realize the importance of decentralization the proof of work mechanism, which works very well for Bitcoin, maybe not so well for the, some of these really small coins that have been getting attacked, these 51% attacks. So we, we think that, oh, well, I don't know what you think, but I think in the next run, just about everything's going to go up and everyone's going to feel like an expert again. But then we continue to see it play out that at the end of the day, you've got to do your research to find the things that are going to stay or outperform or be here in five years. Or you've just got to get out. <laughs> That's the other option. I mean, I'm seeing a lot across my social feeds, Facebook mostly, the big chats that are underneath the posts and whatnot, people talking and posting, and everyone's a bit more euphoric now, which is fantastic. There are a lot of people sort of say, now I've finally got the tools. I've made the mistakes. I didn't exit in that last bull run. Now I'm, I've educated myself. I've got the tools to know what to look for, and I will be looking to take profit. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic when things start to run this time, I think, because people now, or certainly people that, that were in maybe this time last year, all the way up to sort of September, October, right before that absolutely insane run, I think a lot more people in or from that era We'll be, we'll be looking at opportunities to exit this time around to lock in some profits. It's going to be interesting as new people come in, who, you know, who's going to win that battle? Yeah, I would agree. But I mean, as someone that's been through, I think, eight cycles now with the 50 to 90% pullbacks followed by 1,000% run-ups, you've got to remember you're taking, I mean, we, yeah, of course, take some profits and whatnot. And I think we will see you know, a fair bit of resistance at all-time highs for just about every coin as people do that. That'll show up in the charts. And again, that's going to be good to talk about when that happens. But what happens when we break out to New York Times highs and people start talking about $100,000 Bitcoin or you know $10,000 Ethereum? People go, geez, I, I sold at the all-time highs. you know, And then maybe they jump back in at the wrong time. So there's so many things that we can explore in that path. To, and again, it comes down to research. Is this project achieved what they set out to do you know has bitcoin reached that mass adoption and is it in a bubble for its current you know state of capacity so there's lots of things to value you know what's reasonable what could we get to if we do break through those levels so i've been having a few conversations with with people in the know you being one of them about 
you know, why am I bullish now? Why are we more bullish now? I mean, I'm, I'm very firm on that. I am bullish Bitcoin because of the trend. But there's, there's three things I'm sort of looking at. One is obviously the trend reversal. It's clean, distinctive. It's obvious. Two is there's been a lot of good news. But the good news hasn't been lining up with buying. It really hasn't. We've had a lot of good news and the market has continued to fall. Three... What was three? So good news. Oh, that's right. The, the, the trend has changed. The good news is there, and the sentiment is starting to shift. We're not just seeing reversals on Bitcoin. As a matter of fact, we're seeing, we've seen it pretty much across the top 10. I mean, Ethereum's now in an uptrend. Bitcoin Cash in an uptrend. EOS is not yet. Cardano is. Lumen is. Neo's got a long way to go, but he's looking more bullish. Not quite on IOTA. Ripple is now in an uptrend, and Litecoin also coming off of the $73 low. So we're seeing a shift across the entire market, which that's my sense sentiment gauge that we've got the perfect storm we've got trend reversal good sentiment and good news would you agree or disagree or add anything to that i mean the only thing is that i'm mindful of the etf and i don't actually think it's going to get approved this time i think it will eventually but there's too many unticked boxes for me currently and maybe that creates a really bad sentiment a lot of people that maybe bought and leveraged and uh, disappointed. So it's going to be very interesting when we get that result and there's talk about that happening on the 10th of August, we'll get some sort of idea. But at the same time, I think that doesn't really matter. That doesn't affect the markets or what I think is going to happen to Bitcoin in the medium to longer term, you know, the ETF or not. So let's see if that can create a really negative sentiment. But geez, it's going to be hard to undo all the work and the volume on the charts and the levels we've broken through today and that would be all the sort of things that i'll be looking for before we start to look lower um but geez, so much so many people that are starting to realize that look it's going to happen sooner or later more people more money coming into bitcoin it's a scarce asset it's not just going to go down low and let everyone buy all these coins nice and easy at, at low levels and for markets to run you need that good mix of people that believe it's going lower and people believe it's going higher and we sort of spoke about the extremes when everyone was bearish and then when everyone was euphoric in December, January. And I think we've got a good mix now. So do you think that makes for good trading conditions? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it makes for good trading conditions. I mean, if we if we consider back in December, for example, when it, everything went kind of very, very silly, November, December really was running out. Actually, it was sort of basically November into mid-December. Then we saw a big sell-off. It's when the market was going so silly, like doing you know multiple thousands in a day. There was one day I think it was sort of started at about was it thirteen five or something like that, and it it ended up peaking at, at above nineteen thousand. It, it was just silly. When when you have days like that, you just hope that you're in the trade already, because if there's no sellers and there's a huge amount of buyers, we don't get pullbacks. We don't get entries. Now, don't get me wrong. There was plenty of entries leading up to those to those massive moves, and that's why I like to scale out and leave a runner. But yeah, we, we do need to have people that are on both sides of the trade. I'm happy to have more buyers involved, and I'm happy to get parabolic and get stupid again because you know I know what to look for to get out. <laughs> you know, I mean, one thing that some people maybe haven't experienced a lot was in the early days. If you got into good projects. Everyone was there for the tech that owned Bitcoin and Ethereum very early on. And as you just said then, there was no sellers. Now, people, I remember when Ethereum ran from, you know, a few dollars to $20 and to $50 and people saying, you know, I'll buy the pullbacks. But 
you're right. Sometimes you've got to say, right, if I'm happy, if that's the trend, the bottom's in, there's no gentleman's entry is the saying that I like. And sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and that kind of goes against that saying of being patient and waiting for pullbacks. So, yeah, you've got to judge where we are for each individual coin, whether you do that or not and whether you just buy a little bit and then maybe buy a bit more if we do get that pullback. But there's a lot of people that sat there at Ethereum and said, I'll wait for a pullback and next thing you know, it's a $400 from $20. Ouch. <laughs> Look, speaking of uh, the wild boy, you, as you say, you've been through these 90% or 80, 90% pullbacks eight times now, and, and then a thousand percent moved to the upside. I mean, if we if we go on a thousand percent, right, and let, let's, let's say the bottom was 6,000, let, let's just go with a nice round number of 6,000, we'll call that uh, low. If we go from 6,000, add thousand percent, that, that's, that's a multiple of 10, that puts us at 60,000. Now, it doesn't seem unachievable, but do you think, I mean, are we still able to have those sorts of gains even, you know, because obviously Bitcoin went from, I can't remember when, when I got into the market, the, the, it was in like the whole market was very, very low billions. Now we're, you know, we're not, we're not up near those crazy highs, but we are seeing you know, a lot more money in there. Is there still a lot of potential for us to continue to have Bitcoin do a times 10? Yes, 100%. I've covered this in a few videos and, if we get to that number of a thousand percent and we say that six thousand round number was the bottom, so let's say we've got sixty thousand dollar Bitcoin, that's a thousand percent move, the market cap would be right around a trillion dollars. I think that's very doable compared to some of these stocks that are valued at a trillion dollars. And the way that the market cap is derived, we don't even need a trillion dollars to go into the space per se. You, you know how market cap is just the price times the supply. I'm a huge advocate that so many Bitcoins have been lost. You know, a lot of people have got them hodled away on their hardware device. There's not a lot on exchanges. So, so many things creating a scarce supply of a fixed digital asset that's deflationary. Oh, I think there's so many things that could put Bitcoin to $50,000 in the next 12 months. So, you reckon, well, where, where do you think, I know it's how long is a piece of string, but I mean, what's... There's a lot of people out there that have made predictions for where Bitcoin would end 2018. We've heard 25,000 from a number of people. We've heard 50,000, 60,000. We've heard downgrades at 22,500. What do you think is realistic? I mean, I know it's a hard one to call, but there's a lot, a lot of people saying things out there. I won't put an end of year price on it because I just don't know, but you've been around longer in this space. I've always said the only thing that would be a huge headwind is really someone like the US making Bitcoin illegal or really trying to stamp it out. Think about what Bitcoin's had thrown at it. We use the term anti-fragile. You know, China have banned it, then Korea, then India cracked down. You know, everything has gone against it and we've still had the best performing asset in history eight out of the nine years. I think that we can easily get around those new all-time highs before the end of the year and then we'll probably chop around and like you said, a lot of people are going to sell once they get back to break even and then blah, blah, blah. But geez, after that, if, if everything's still going well, some of these projects are really making good progress. We've got the Lightning Network up and running, fairly widespread. Geez, so many things putting upwards pressure on the price. And yeah, like I said, I hate to give predictions, but why, why can't we go to 50,000 in 2019? Oh, I couldn't agree more. As we see more and more coming into the space, I get to interview a lot of people, as do you. They're very interested in the tech and what's going to happen. 
there's a lot of talk about the tokenization of the world. There's also a lot of talk about gaming, gamification of the world, you know. Both of these things can come together as one and uh, really change the way that the world operates. And I think that, you know, blockchain and cryptocurrency and crypto assets is definitely the next frontier. And it's going to be fascinating to be involved with as we are right at the coalface. The best thing about right now is, though, is that we have an uptrend. The sentiment is good. It's nice to see positivity in the chat groups. It's nice to hear Happy people, people that aren't freaking out, not having the, you know, people bickering and, and carrying on. It's really positive to see the market lifting and with it, the spirits too. Are you sort of seeing the same sort of thing? I'm, I'm getting text messages from people out of the blue. I mean, you mentioned this yourself too, that are sort of saying, Craig, let's talk. I want to talk about Bitcoin. I haven't had that for a long time. So that was the first day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people, yeah, people look for something to pick on or noise to make when you know when nothing's happening versus when everyone's excited and backslapping i'd much rather those conditions beautiful thanks so much for being on again mate i appreciate every chat we have it's really good and i think it was perfectly timed as far as having a chat about the greater market conditions right now and giving people a bit more perspective as to why we are bullish at the moment so thanks very much again we'll speak to you soon cheers guys bye for now the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out TraderCobb.com because experience matters. This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Views are of the advertiser, not TraderCobb or the audio presenter.